In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we're living in a weird time. It is a very weird time to live. Socially, in terms of the church, spiritually, uh, politically, all these things are just kind of right now chaotic, right now uh, uh, not following a certain set of rules that we thought that they should follow. These things are kind of seeming like they're declining and it's worrying a lot of people. And I hear it a lot, I see it a lot, I feel it a lot. People say to me very often and they say, they're saying it in the culture in general, you know, uh, the West is declining, the world is kind of going in a weird place, I don't know what's going on. Everybody's kind of feeling the same thing in this regard. I'm not an expert on that whatsoever, so I'm not going to speak to that, neither politically, nor socially, nor culturally, nor in, nor in any, any, any way like that, because I'm not an expert on it, and I don't want to give any opinion that I'm not, um, you know, kind of really read up on really well. But I can say this. The Old Testament reading for this Sunday from the prophet Isaiah, although we didn't read it in this Mass, um, it's read in the higher masses on Sundays. The Old Testament reading is from the prophet Isaiah, who is speaking to Israel and he says, do not put your trust in Egypt. Egypt, Egypt is not a nation of gods, but a nation of men. It's horses are not horses of spirit, but horses of flesh. Why is he speaking about Egypt? At the time, Isaiah is speaking to the Israelites. The Israelites are captured in Assyria and or Babylonia, uh, depending on what part of Isaiah you're reading. But certainly not captured in Egypt. They were captured in Egypt about 600 years before that. Egypt was kind of irrelevant to the nation of Israel when, when Isaiah was speaking. So why is he men mentioning Egypt? Not because Egypt was still a political power, but the spirit of Egypt was still there. And this is what I mean by that. Israel is a nation that's formed by God. Israel and his 12 sons are formed by God to be the people of God, and God gave them the promised land. God gave them the land that he decided to give them. That's where they would dwell. And yet, there was a famine in that land, and so they all migrated to Egypt, where they ended up slaves. They started off when they first went to Egypt, they got rich because one of their sons became the prime minister. And so they all followed him to Egypt, and there they became rich and comfortable and consoled, and they were basking in the riches of Egypt. But over time, the Israelites were, became slaves in Egypt. And the idea is, and it was very hard to get them out of Egypt. That's the whole story of Moses. And the idea is, when you go after riches, when you go after the comforts that the world can provide for us, we end up becoming slaves to them. Egypt has becomes this kind of power that has a stronghold over the nation of Israel. So even six, seven hundred years later, when Isaiah is speaking to the Israelites, he's speaking about Egypt. Stop following Egypt. They're not a nation of gods. They're a nation of men. They're not, their horses are not made of spirit. They're made of flesh. And the idea is, even Egypt is going to fall away. So don't stake your good on Egypt itself. 
We're living in a weird time today. But I think that's because we have gone back to Egypt, in a sense. And God, in a sense, is trying to get us out. In the Gospel reading, we have a really interesting story about a man named Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector, and he's rich. Tax collectors are among the most hated class uh, of Israelites in the time of Christ for this reason. They were traitors to their nation because they worked for the foreign government, the Roman Empire, collecting taxes for the sake of a foreign government against their people. So they were betrayers of their own people on behalf of this foreign nation that, uh, that has dominated them. He's working for the oppressor. And more than that, there were also thieves, because tax collectors would use the might of the government to collect taxes from, its own pe from their own people, but with that might, they would take more than what, what, what the people owed, so that they can skim off the top and get rich by stealing extra from the people. So they were betrayers, and they were also thieves. They were hated, hated by the Israelites. Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector. He's the head of this most hated class. And yet he wants to see Jesus. But he can't, because he's tiny, apparently. And there's a whole crowd following Jesus. And he can't see him, so he gets really creative. He goes up a tree just to get a glance at him. And he does. He sees Jesus, and he even takes Jesus' notice. Jesus looks up at him and he says, come down, Zacchaeus, I'm going to come to your house tonight. So Jesus goes to his house, and you know the story. Zacchaeus makes this great promise. He has his big conversion. Half of my goods I'm going to give to the poor. If I've stolen anything from anybody, I'm going to restore it times four. So we have to ask the question. We don't know much about the background of the life of Zacchaeus, but I think we can make a pretty good guess, just gathering some of the historical evidence that we have. If he's a tax collector, why would somebody go down the road of becoming a tax collector, betraying their own nation, and then becoming a thief? Why would somebody be so attached to, their, to, to riches, to money, that they would go down this road and really destroy their reputation, become a member of the hated class among their own people, and corrupt themselves through thievery? Why would somebody be willing to go down that road? If not, to go into Egypt because they feel like a famine is coming in their own place. If not, because they want the comfort that comes with, quote unquote, being in Egypt. Riches, money, not to say that it's an evil thing, but it does provide a kind of comfort zone. It does provide security. And we really like security. The problem with that, and it's not to say that it's evil, the only problem with that is when we trust in the security that we've created for ourselves, when we trust in the security that the world provides for us, we no longer trust in God. All of a sudden, the world, the money that we've accumulated for ourselves, this false security that we think we have, has just replaced God in our lives. And I think that's why so many people are spooked today about world events. 
because it seems like the political structure, the social institutions, all the things that kept us safe, all the things that made us secure around us, made us feel like things are going the way they should go, are kind of crumbling around us and we don't know what's gonna happen. That's the sense that people have. And yet, it might be one of the best things that would happen to us. It might be that God is pulling us out of slavery in Egypt. Not because he doesn't want us to feel any kind of comfort or consolation, not because he doesn't want us to feel secure, but because he wants us to reorient our security in him since only he can really be our security. And for the sake of the salvation of our own souls, our trust has to end in him alone. So brothers and sisters, the, the word of Isaiah is a really good word. Don't trust in Egypt. It's men are not gods. It's horses are horses of flesh, not horses of spirit. Egypt will fall, as will everything else, except God himself. This is why the Psalms express this so beautifully. O Lord, I love you, O Lord, my God. You are my rock, my fortress, my stronghold. Only the Lord God is my stronghold. Only the Lord God is my rock and my fortress. Only the Lord God is my security. When we can really come into that spirituality, then all the things around us in the world can come up and they can fall down and they can be built up and they can crumble. But our stability will remain the same because our security is the one, is in the one. That, the only one that can make us truly secure. So whatever is going on, let it go on. Only let us put our trust in God and let our hearts dwell with him and not worry about anything that's happening because we know that God is the one who is in charge of all these things. Amen.